Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back. You're listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. I'm Quint Tatro. And Daniel Zono. You heard me at the beginning. And we have special guest in the audience, just like last time. Dave Ramsey. No. Derek oh. Doss. Welcome, Derek. Sounds about the right. you. Derek, this is your third appearance on radio. Are you starting to warm up to this or what? A little bit, yeah. Okay, good. To be fair, this is a podcast. Sorry, I'm podcast, but we're cutting it from no radio. No offense to radio. No, no offense to radio. No All radios right. were harmed. Uh, last show we talked niche, uh, niche. I don't know. It was a niche show. Yeah, it was a nice show. Not to be. What do you say, niche? Niche. <laughs> You'll notice Daniel has these words. En français. <laughs> Here we go. All right, what are we talking about today, Daniel? Ah, we're going less niche, niche. 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 <laughs> On this one, uh, we're talking about credit cards, but we're actually uh, going to go a different angle here because we actually uh, often get a lot of questions about this particular aspect of credit cards. And that's uh, once I sort of have a disciplined plan in place, uh, once I'm able to control my spending, what about these lucrative credit card rewards that you see everywhere? Uh, they're enticing. You get sign up bonuses, you get money back, you get free flights. Honestly, if you follow uh, the Points Guy Instagram account, uh, that's Brian Kelly, the big guy who's doing a lot uh, in the credit card reward sphere. Used to work for, I think, Goldman Sachs. Is he big? Uh, he was the big guy. He, he's <laughs> massively tall, actually. Oh, okay, tall. Uh, it's actually one of the running themes when he goes and reviews uh, hotels. He'll oftentimes uh, show about, uh, I guess, the showerhead in relation to tall people, because uh, most of them are made for quite average sized people, and he is uh, really, I don't know how tall he is, but he's pretty grossly tall. Uh, gross, not disgusting, gross like large. <laughs> um, sorry, Brian. Um, but anyhow, uh, so if you follow certain things like that in the blogosphere or Insta world, you're going to see that you know it can be very enticing. You can earn free travel. You can uh, earn free money back and so forth. But uh, who should really go for these rewards? Who should uh, participate in some of these credit card schemes where you can actually uh, reap some of these benefits? And who is it not for? Well, uh, let's talk about that because I think we both have a, a bit of experience with that. I know you uh, are well-versed in that world. What is, what is your thought? I mean, what do you do? And you're, you're, you do this. Uh, you've, you opened my eyes to this. I am the proud uh, benefactor of the uh, Southwest Companion Pass this year. You're welcome. Woohoo! Uh, which I've used once. Boy, it was painful trying to explain that whole uh, sort of sign up and how yeah. to spend and where the points go and how you use the... Oh, man. Painful. Kind of like a Southwest flight. We should have put that in oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. I wish you could have the frequent flyer jet card. Uh, that, that When is that coming? How many points I'm sure are it for exists that? out there. We just haven't gotten the invite yet. So. <laughs> it's the least. If you're listening. Uh, anyways. We'll take uh, that yeah. So, I mean, you've played that game for a long, long time. I mean, I have my theories on who should, who shouldn't. What, what are your thoughts? 
Absolutely. So, uh, and to be fair, that game is getting more restrictive because the credit companies, credit card companies, uh, love you playing the game, but they're on to the fact that uh, it has gotten to be a game where you can sort of rotate through credit cards, get a lot of sign-up bonuses. And to be fair, the sign-up bonuses are where the rewards are at. So uh, there are some cards that work well uh, for spending over time, month-to-month spending, and you reap some rewards. But what people are primarily looking at when they're talking about the rewards is that big sign-up bonus, the 40, 50, 60, 100,000 points or the 500 you know, $1,000, $3,000 cash back that you get for the initial couple months. Uh, and so, yeah, our family uh, utilized this for uh, some trips to Europe, uh, some hotel rooms over time, and so forth. We've not done it as much recently, uh, and that's more of a lifestyle decision because uh, we have two young kids now, and we've not been taking trips to Europe because uh, we're sane. Uh, and so we've not done um, some of these big sign-up bonuses. We're now down to pretty much uh, an Amex uh, cashback card that we're using, and that's primarily it. But we will look to, uh, if we can plan ahead and look at a trip that we have coming up, uh, we will look at uh, potentially using a sign-up bonus card again. And that's, I think, the key is sort of planning ahead with these cards. So you have to have a goal in mind. You have to look at what it is you want to do. Maybe it's a specific trip or something. Then you need to find uh, potentially the card or reward that will help you get there and then plan ahead for that to happen. Part of that plan is making sure that whatever you have to spend, whatever hoops you have to jump through for the credit card company to give you those benefits, uh, that you are, one, okay with that those hoops, and two, that you can pay the card itself off and that that spending that you're putting on the card is in line with the spending that you would have done otherwise. Okay, I like that. Uh, I'm going to add some flavor, and I'm going to keep it real simple. And I'm going to start by saying this. Know thyself, okay? Here's the deal, friends. Uh, They don't build big buildings. They don't give you 50,000 miles, 100,000 miles, or companion passes for charitable reasons. All right, they don't do this because they like you. They do this because their numbers show that if they can entice you to switch over to their card, they're going to make money. All right, so let's do the math. 50,000 miles, let's say you play your cards right and you're able to get two round-trip tickets to a decent spot. (laughs) Cards right. Ha ha, cha-cha. That's $1,000 roughly in benefits. Let's say they negotiate some deal, whatever the case may be. They get it for approximately $500, okay? Again, I'm doing back-of-the-envelope math. I don't sit on any of these corporate boards. I'm sure I could uh, look into, I'm sure we could look into uh, cost of uh, customer rates for credit card companies, et cetera, but they're not going to remain profitable with extreme amounts of cash flow if these deals lose money. So where do they make that money up? They make that money up through the interest they're charging you on your balance. So it's real simple. And this show is a lot about being honest with yourself and or honest with your spouse or collectively in your relationship being honest. If you have played this game and you are still struggling with credit card debt, I got a news flash for you. 
this is not a game you want to play. All right? You're you're out of the game. Get out of the game. Penalty box. Why not save up for your own airline ticket? Why not sit now? Oh, but yeah, this is so good and these are so enticing and okay, that's fine. Unless you're going to sleep at night and you can't sleep because you're worried about your credit card balance. If that's the case, you got a problem. And you probably shouldn't be going on vacation anyways. Well, if I use my card, I get 2% cash back. Not if you're paying 17% APR on the balance you're carrying on that Discover card or whatever it may be. Here's the deal. If you want to be financially successful, you have to remain prudent in all areas of your life. And you have to know, you have to know where you are susceptible, where your weakness is. I think this is the critical component. You know what my weakness is? If I don't track my money, if I don't track my dollars spent, then I will lose sight of how much I've spent and where my monthly budget is. So I have to, have to, Always be inputting those receipts and those expenses into my Google Sheet so that I know exactly where my budget is. Exactly. Now, I've never heard, I've never read the actual statistic. I've heard this stated all the time that if you carry cash, you're less inclined to spend it. Guess what? For yours truly, that is exactly the opposite. If I carry cash, That means it's already out of my bank account. You know what that means? I've already accounted for it. So let's say I take $100 out of my bank account. Well, on my Google sheet, I need to write down $100. That's that's all I'm going to write down. I took out $100 in cash. Now I'm carrying $100 around. Could be in 20s, 10s, makes no difference. You know what? Every time I want to spend a little bit of that money on a coffee, on a sandwich, on a this, on a that, guess what? That money's coming out of my pocket without any regards to whatever it is I'm buying. I know that I don't have to record it again in my Google Sheet, so I spend it. I am the worst when it comes to spending cash. I'm exactly the opposite of what I've generally read happens with people who carry cash. I get rid of if it, it burns a hole in my pocket. That's my weakness. So you know what? Guess what? I don't carry cash, all right? I'm that guy. I hate it sometimes. I'm like, ah, man, I don't have a tip. I got to run across the street. I got to buy something at the CVS. I got to get out. I mean, I'll do that. I'll go to great lengths. As somebody who waited tables for years of my life, I'm a big uh, believer in gratuity and tips. So I will go, I'll find an ATM. I'll find it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to stiff somebody, but it is annoying at times. It is frustrating because I don't have that cash. I just won't keep it because I know that's my weakness. Okay, I can play that game. Daniel opened my eyes to the world of uh, the game. I've uh, done it to get 50,000 miles on a on a United card, which bought uh, a couple of uh, plane tickets. I uh, canceled that card. I used it most recently to get the companion pass on Southwest. That took some some effort, as Daniel alluded to. Um, And and that's been good and fine. Uh, But ultimately, I'm not going to allow it to change my view of how I use credit. But that's me, 
and I'm fortunate in that. But it, I'll tell you right now, if I started carrying balances and all of a sudden started paying interest on balances that I was carrying forward just because I was trying to get some, you know, perk, well, I'd do the math real quick and I'd probably be more frustrated than anything that I fell for that nonsense. So I would immediately no longer do that. I think you have to be honest with yourself and and real and realize, is this a game that you can play or is it a game that you need to stay far, far away from? Because you know what? You know what? It's more satisfying than getting a free airline ticket from the credit card or the balance transfer or the whatever. You know what's more satisfying? Paying for that ticket or paying for that trip out of money that you've saved, you've budgeted for, and that you have been disciplined in your approach. That is a lot more satisfying than getting a perk from some credit card company that just wants to charge you additional interest. That's all I got, Daniel. We're only 12 minutes in. What else we got? Yeah, I think what the, you also have to kind of reconcile is the fact that it's very easy with some of these rewards uh, and so forth to assign a higher value uh, than they really are. Um, so, for instance, uh, those free flights and so forth, you know, you might get a free flight on one airline, but you could have uh, probably just paid another airline less money to go that way. We are about to begin boarding South Northern Airlines. Uh, you may be able to uh, spend a lot of points and get first class, but you could have just, you know, paid for an economy ticket and done the travel anyway. Uh, it's easy to kind of, as you rack up these points, to really go, oh, but I'm getting so much value uh, out of these points that the actual, you know, price uh, per point and, and so forth, you know, if you're really running the numbers, you just go, man, it's just, it's a massive return on the spending that I'm getting. And when you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it, that just might not be the case. Two, as you alluded to, uh, it's been shown in, in various different studies. We don't have them in front of us, uh, but you will, you will generally spend more if you have a credit card and then you dangle that carrot of not only do you have a credit card that you could mindlessly sort of throw uh, expenditures on, but you're already putting that credit card in your wallet with the idea of, I need to spend on money on this because I'm going to get a return on it. And then it becomes kind of chasing after something. So uh, it's not it's not for the undisciplined. If you can't sort of sit down with your spreadsheet or your app or whatever and track every expense that's going on that credit card and be really honest with yourself uh, or your partner or whatever that is about whether or not that expense was necessary, uh, you're going to eventually run into problems. You're kind of just playing Russian roulette with that credit card. And it's not a great DIY money move in the long run if you don't have the discipline set up ahead of time. There you go. Let's wrap it up right here. Anything else to add? Are we done? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Stay away from the credit card game if you can't handle it. I just think you have to be honest with yourself. And I, I'm just going to tell you, the, I meet more people who should just stay very, very far away from that nonsense uh, than those who should uh, play it. Just my personal opinion. All right, folks, remember, there's no real secret to wealth. It is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, Leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.